record and we are good. Hit the intro. Music, industry talk, stories, equipment and more. We are Crossfader and this is Off, 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 off the Record. Off the Record. Off the Record. Yo, what's going on? Welcome back to Off the Record. I am Lawrence James. This is Crossfader and today we have a special podcast guest in the building. It's a guy who has parted outside Buckingham Palace. He has been kicked out of pretty much every city in England and he's probably going to come and DJ outside your grandma's house this afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) It is the man they call Sua in the building. Hey brother. Hello mate. Thanks for coming mate. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm excited to be here. Yeah so Sua, if you don't know Sua, and you probably do, but yeah, he basically puts a big mobile rig on his back and just goes around spreading love, spreading joy, and he just DJs mobilely and with speakers on his back and uploads it for live streams for everyone's joy. That's about right. Yeah, and, guess, and an amazing DJ as well, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> I, guess, yeah, I guess that's a good summary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess my mum would be proud of what you just said there. So <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the DJ, it's not about numbers, but, you know, almost 100,000 on YouTube, 130,000 TikTok, 110,000 Instagram. So it's going crazy, but let's take it all back to the start. What got you into DJing? What was your first introduction? You know, why did you want to become a DJ? First of all, how long ago was it? Uh, Yeah, so I would say I got into DJing about five years ago. Um, I was always kind of into electronic music growing up. Like uh, I was part of, I I wasn't part of, I enjoyed the UKF dubstep scene right. and all of that stuff growing up between the ages of probably like nine to 13. Right, yeah. Um, and so it's always been a part of my life. You know, I played the drums. Um, I was a big fan of Beardy Man, the beatboxer. Oh, I love Beardy So like that, that was one of my first kind of YouTube um, yeah. loves as well. Like yeah, yeah, one yeah. of the first guys I subscribed to on YouTube was Beardy Man, right? Like looping his voice to create beats. Amazing. Um, and then that kind of led me onto UKF and dubstep and drum and bass. Um, we, don't, we won't talk about drum and bass too much on this interview. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, and then, you know, uh, so music was always a part of my life. Um, I sung, I acted and, and all of that stuff. Mm. And then I went to university and all of that kind of like subsided. Right. We've got very busy with an engineering degree, which was way too hard for me, <laughs> uh, which led me to drop out in my fourth year of a really? master's. Yeah, right. I know. And, um, and a lot of people are like, oh, why did you do that, bro? Uh, because I just hated it yeah i really didn't enjoy it you know and yeah. um and i'm sure we'll get into it but yeah. I, i'm a true believer in if you do something that you actually enjoy uh you can not only do it forever but you'll just be successful in, in whatever it is that you do um Absolutely. so i dropped out of uni you know um n- no money to my name well very little um and no no purpose kind of thing yeah um which is like what, a lot of people a, a lot yeah. of people right now or yeah. before lockdown or after lockdown will find themselves in that kind of no purpose position um and i was dwelling around my mate's house you know what i mean it was probably like a monday at 8 a.m do you know what i mean and i was yeah. just still there yeah, yeah. um and he brought out his dj decks um nice. and i was kind of like wow that's really cool like what are all those knobs for yeah, yeah. um and you know he, he said let's have a go like I'll, I'll show you i'll show you how to do it and uh and it was literally at that moment where he took the bass out and you listen to the, how the sound changes. And I was like, wow, like mm. this is cool. Mm. And I wasn't necessarily, I, I didn't even put two and two together in the sense of, oh, I can be a world touring famous DJ. Yeah. It was almost like a control thing yeah. where it's like, I can manipulate the sound and I can make people hear what I want to hear. Right. And and from that moment, I just became very obsessed. I have an obsessive personality as it is. So, like I go through phases. Like I've had every BB gun in the, in, in the book <laughs> and uh, you know the paintball guns and all of that nice. stuff. I just became obsessed with that kind of stuff. Nice. Um, yeah, and so I remember my student loan came in and obviously I'm not at uni. Yeah. Well, I was still enrolled, but not attending. Taking up, taking the money. Yeah, so I took that money. Took the money. (laughs) Bought an RX, uh, uh, XDJ RX. That was your first Dex? That was my first Dex. And um, yeah, XDJ RX. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, it's the RX3 now. But um, uh, yeah, and I just said, you know, I'm going to spend all of my time doing this uh, because I wasn't studying. (laughs) I wasn't going to take these exams. Um, And yeah, and you know, I was just obsessed with creating the sound and taking my favorite track one and blending it into favorite track two. And, and, and how I can really manipulate um, the sound to, to, so people can hear what I want to hear, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, and it's been a long, bumpy road, but five, <laughs> years, five years later, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in a much better place mentally, physically, um, you know, uh, it, uh, economically in yeah, a better sure, place because yeah. I'm doing something that I'm obsessed with and I love. 
So this was only five years ago you kind of started it, which is pretty cool. For sure, five years ago. And, you know, I, I'm a big fan of, it's not necessarily about how long you've been doing something, it's about how long you've actually spent doing that thing. Absolutely. So, um, you know, I, I know guys who have been, you know, bro, let, let me go back to back with you. You know, I've been DJing 15 years. Yeah, sure. It's like, well, it just doesn't really look doesn't, like it. It doesn't look like um, it. Whereas I've spent, like, the last five years every day mixing. 24-7. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say so. Um and, and I feel like it, any passion that you find, you'll know it's a passion when you wake up in the morning and go, I need that. I, I need to get on the decks. So or I need to, it. Or you're thinking about it going to sleep like, oh yeah, if I filter this out and put some reverb in it, that would be really, really cool. Yeah. Um, which is kind of, you know, a weird thing to be thinking 100%. about in bed. Absolutely. Um, but, so, so when did, so when did, that turn into actually DJing, going out, getting in clubs, in bars? How, do you, how did that start for you? Sure. So um, I was hanging around in Brighton with mm. all of my mates who were still going to university there. Um, I went to a Hot Since 82 yes. uh, gig at the Arch and I detested it. Uh, <laughs> <really>? <laughs> yeah, which is ironic, right? Sure. I went to it and I was like, this is terrible music. Yes. Like, it's so overwhelmingly loud. Uh, the kick drum is, you know, penetrating my soul and we left, right? right? Two weeks later, <laughs> go back. It was um, it was George Quali and Kideko. So yeah. uh, you know the crank it track. Crank it mm, track. Yeah, yeah, boom, yeah. Boom, 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 yeah well. Absolutely. Um, and it was kind of more upbeat house, less less minimal and, and underground. And I really, really enjoyed it. And I was like, wow, I'd like to I'd like to be up there playing one day. Sure. So I was hanging around, uh, you know, at the club, talking to promoters and kind of just getting my foot in the door, as it were. Um, <clears throat> Simultaneously, I was trying to build myself as a DJ online because you know you scroll through Facebook, yeah. everyone's live streaming from their bedroom, and everyone's like, oh, "I've got this track coming out," and everyone's Absolutely. posting like a moody press shot where they're looking to the right and it's black and white. You know yeah. the ones. Yeah, I know the ones where you're walking into a club and the camera's behind you as you're walking in the yeah, club. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. done them all. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so, yeah, I was simultaneously, you know, networking and building a profile, which I, I think is really, really essential nowadays. Absolutely. Um, and, and eventually I landed my first gig after sending multiple failed mixes to the promoter. It was this one promoter in the Arch, uh, in Brighton called Damien, who, mm -hmm. who runs the Arch there, still very close with him. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and one day he said, you know, sweet, let's do it. So I supported Latman for my first, uh, nice. my first gig. Your first ever yeah, gig? Yeah, warmed up for Latman. Like, wow. And, you know, I walked up there like, I'm the best DJ in this room. Like, <laughs> who's Latman? Who's you know guy? what I mean? Who's this guy? I walked on there and absolutely fucked it up. Oh, sorry. I absolutely messed it up. You're okay. I walked on. <laughs> just do a second take. <laughs> I walked on. It's not the BBC. You're cool. <laughs> <laughs> I walked on and absolutely messed it up. Yeah. Um, or not messed it up, but, you know, in hindsight, you think that you're in a really, a really skillful place yeah. and you're actually not that great. Absolutely. And when, and, and when you mess up as a DJ, you think about it for so long. Oh. Don't you? It'd, it'd literally be like a two second little clang and you'd be like, you think about it for days. Yeah, days. <laughs> yeah. No, you go to bed thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, and, and, and it became a thing like I, I, was, I was learning and trying to prove my worth at the arch. And so I developed like a residency there and a good nice. relationship with them. Um, and, and, and yeah, you know, you just repeat and repeat and repeat and, and hone your skills as it were. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, from the age of about nine, 10, 11, I've been kind of making videos. Yeah. So like, although I wanted to be a DJ and, you know, I wanted to play in clubs and festivals, I was simultaneously putting equal effort into making videos. Sure. First, it was kind of like uh, jackass style, you know, like... I don't know how my mum let me out of the house. <laughs> let me out of the house at the age of ten, and, I, and I've told this story on on, on other shows, but yeah. it's probably good to tell. Yeah, go on. Like uh, I was very inspired by like Jackass, right? Me, me, and, me and my best mate would watch it and be like, "That's the coolest thing ever." Um, you know, it's all come out that they were all you know drug addicts at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so not not the most aspirational characters, no, no, but no. Um, nonetheless, I wanted to make people laugh, laugh. and fe and feel certain ways from watching videos. So at the age of nine, ten, in a golf course bush. You know, with a, with, with a makeshift foghorn. Nice. Uh, just, you know, trying to Scaring piss people, people off and get a reaction. Nice. Um, so I've always made videos and, you know, I was, I was coming into the scene as a fresh DJ, no, no music release, but I could mix to an extent. And I just wanted to make my presence heard and, and known online. And that's when I started live streaming. Nice. So you've started to get some residencies and started to like learn your trade as a DJ. And you after your first gig with Latman, my first gig was like in a Chinese like supermarket or something <laughs> yes, that's, that's, that's what I'm Swear aspiring to, to get now <laughs> um, so when so when did the idea of right I'm going to strap you know a RX to my body with a speaker and just go around because obviously you had no fear 
you, know, you liked that kind of jackass style, so you had no fear about doing it. But when mm. did the idea go, I'm going to put both of these loves together? Sure. Or did it just come naturally? Um, yeah, it was a natural evolution because of lockdown. Sure. However, like, uh, you know, I, I started DJing five years ago. For the last four years, I've been live streaming. Mm-hmm. On me. Go for it. And um, I was always trying to be different. I was always trying to be like against the grain or, you know, I was trying to get people to notice me essentially. So I was doing live streams in places that people would recognize, right? Yeah. You would scroll through Facebook and see 110 DJs in their bedroom yes. or, you know, in a club yes. DJing. Um, Guilty. And, yeah. <laughs> and although that's great and it showcases your, your musical talent yeah. and whatever, it doesn't appeal to the masses. Oh, yeah or people who aren't in the music industry, right? Yep. So if you scroll and you see a thumbnail that looks like a club, yeah. if you're Karen age 40, you probably won't click on it. Absolutely. So straight away I kind of like worked that out and I was like, right, I'm gonna hammer this in places that people recognize. So the first one was KFC, right? And I literally <laughs> yeah. just like walked in, didn't even buy anything. <laughs> the cheek. Sat, sat down, the, the cheek. cheek. <laughs> <laughs> sat down, plugged my decks in and just started live streaming, you know? Nice. And uh, straight away, like the views like popping up and I was like, wow, yeah. got something here. And you know, that video got like 250,000 views, yeah. which at the time I was like, mum, I'm famous, this I'm off. This is it. <laughs> um, and you know, people were like, do it again. Do it, and giving me ideas like, why don't you do it here? Why don't you do it here? So then I did KFC, McDonald's, mm-hmm. Nando's. And you know, I started to generate a following. Yeah. Uh, at the time, it was maybe like four or five thousand, which yeah. going from a couple of hundreds to four or five thousand in days is like Crazy. you know a thousand percent. It's uh-huh. like mental. Yeah. You know, I knew I was onto something here, and people would start saying, "Oh, the KFC DJ, oh, the McDonald's DJ." Um, I like I like the way that you're integrating it, and I would make jokes like, you know, KFC. If you're watching this, drop a sponsorship. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> sure, mate. Yeah. Because sure. the, the last thing people want is to watch a piece of content. And you know to feel like the the subject of the video is stiff and and, totally. and taking themselves so seriously. Absolutely. And so that's something I've always tried to do from the start. Is like appear. I am relatable, but appear yeah. relatable sure. to people and say, oh, this is just a guy with a passion and he's just doing you know yeah. making weird videos. It's trial and error. Not every video does really well. Sometimes we don't like the content, but he's trying. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, you know, I was progressively um, overloading these live streams in the sense of I would do McDonald's, I would do KFC. Then I created a supermarket series called Rhythm Shopping, right? Yes. Where before it was stationary, but now I've put my decks on a trolley. So yeah. now the trolley's moving around and right. I'm shopping for stuff. You know, tell me what your favorite ice cream is and we'll go and grab it from the freezer. <laughs> and I was doing that, uh, that kind of stuff. And again, you felt the progression. Uh, people slowly catch on to it. When's the next episode? Uh, do it in Asda's, do it in Sainsbury's. Sure. And, and, and I really felt like I was accruing this fan base where people were having a, an active role in what I was doing. And, and, you know, people were really enjoying Engaged. that. Engaged. So, uh, yeah, after, you know, four, uh, four-ish years, or th- I'd say three years of, you know, doing that kind of stuff, famous locations, Buckingham Palace, recognisable places, um, lockdown hit. Well, I was going to say, so I remember you doing these before lockdown? Because yeah. I think a lot of people will have seen you like From post, lockdown. post-lockdown, yeah. which is where you blew up. But you just start doing it before Sure. And we have actually done a gig together. Do you remember? No. So it was in, um, it was at Dundee University. Oh, yeah. And, it was a, and they had a, it was a big festival event in, and I was doing like the main room, and I came outside to this kind of like, it was like a garden area with loads of yes. trees over, and you was in the corner. Oh, really? And I'd seen one of your videos like the week before, and I'm like, are you the guy with the video? It was literally like, we, we, spoke, oh, yeah. we, we spoke for like five minutes. Right, right. I was, right. Like, I was like, yeah, it was amazing. I was like, oh, well, keep up the videos and stuff, because I was doing videos at the same time, so it was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was. That was that's so weird. I know, yeah. I, I only remembered it a few weeks ago, and I'm like, yeah, we have met before. Yeah, that's weird, man. So, yeah, yeah. Or in, the, in, the, in the back corner of in the, the union. Little back corner. Wow, small world, isn't it? So, um, so, so yeah, I was do, I was doing uh, live streams, and then yeah. lockdown hit. Yeah, so that that and, blew and, up the exposure. And, 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 well, and and there was this big scare, or at least it, you know it, where I live, that you're only allowed one hour of exercise, essentially. So That's, there was this rumor that every day you can only go outside your house for one hour. Sure. I was like, I want to you know continue my live streaming. Um, so I did like a cooking show and I did a workout show, but it wasn't really hitting. It wasn't really doing it for me. Sure. Um, although now I really want to do that kind of stuff. No. Like a, bit, a group workout class with like a thousand people. I am down for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like get fit, listen to beats. I am down And for get on film. That is a bit of me. Um, but yeah, so there was this thing that you're only allowed one hour of exercise. So I was like, how am I going to continue my one hour of exercise whilst my whilst you know doing my live streams every day? I don't want to do live streams in the house. You know, I was living in a flat with my girlfriend at the time, so I thought, okay, I'm going to make this thing that allows me to take my DJ decks when I'm exercising, yeah. right? And I would live stream it. 
And so initially, like, I, I wasn't at uni, I wasn't using my desk, so I took the top off my desk right. and cut it in half yeah. and attached it to my body, essentially. Yeah. That's a little, as blunt as it was. Yeah, you know, yeah, I yeah. used tarpaulin to tie it around my neck. Nice. Nails, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a design tech, I'm not a carpenter. Uh, it <laughs> you, was, you dropped out of an engineering yeah, degree. Well, exactly, exactly. So I did use something, yeah? yeah, if, yeah any, if, you, something. if student loans is watching this. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, so yeah, I attached it to my body and, you know, I knew, I think when you have a light bulb moment, you know that it's a good thing. You don't sure. necessarily know how well it's going to go, how well it's going to go, but you know you've got on something. Sure. You know, I knew no one was doing this. So I went to my local park, which happened to be a deer park, and <laughs> right. put it on and I was like, right, I'm just going to give this all I've got for the next hour. I have nothing to lose. Absolutely. No money in the bank, no job, no, nothing, right? right. And... Um, and I just did it, you know, and yeah. Lucinda's like, um, sorry, my, my girlfriend yeah. was like, um, Zach, there's 500 people watching. And I was like, 500 people? Nice. I'm, I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm famous <laughs> now. <laughs> Kanye West, who are you? This is how it works, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, you know, I was, I was in agony because this thing was tied around my neck right, yeah. and I'm lo- lofting it around like the hills in this park. Um, you know, and half an hour in, Zach, there's 1,200 people watching. I was like, oh my God, I'm yeah. on to something here. I'm going to be, you know, yeah. the next star. This is it. You know, Dua Lipa, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and yeah, so, you know, people, I end the video, look through the comments and people are like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah. You've just broken the internet. All of these, yeah, it's yeah, such yeah. encouraging comments. Mm. So the next week I'm back. Wednesday, here I am, different location, and that's what I like to do. The series is is kind of me walking around, yeah. but every time it's a different location, different spot. Um, you know, the next video, more views, more likes, more comments. And don't get me wrong, it's not about likes, views, and comments. No. That doesn't scratch my itch. Sure. However, it's a really good way of measuring are you growing as a yeah. as a user, Absolutely. as a as a creator. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, people are saying, you know, this is making me so happy. This has got me out of depression. And, that's you know. a, that's the main one, right? Like, get, get, keep it, giving people some joy online. Of all the all the things you scroll past on a daily basis, yeah, and then you the, pop, you pop up and it's like you all know, the politics and the war absolutely. and famine and all of this. And shit. That's what resonates with people and sticks with you for sure. And that, that fan base is so powerful because they, you know you, you get your twenty minutes suit outfits every day or every week. Or yeah, something. exactly. Like, you know, and it was almost like a religion. You know, people were coming there Wednesday at six pm to see me do my thing. Sure. And uh, reading the comments, you know, I felt this massive, uh, almost pressure to turn up and perform yeah. because I felt like you know people's livelihoods were kind of like somewhat influenced by my videos because yeah, yeah, yeah. people were saying you know this is making me yeah. feel good yeah. so you know we did the first one in April I want to say April the 22nd or something like that mm-hmm. and from there on we did uh, 15 weeks consistently nice. which is what it takes you know you yeah. ask any yeah, creator yeah. now it's like when was the last time you posted this morning <clears throat> or yesterday our, our, our biggest thing with students and, and our crossfader communities we'll talk about consistency every week yeah. because like you say you can, you can think of a mix and you can think of a video but can you think of you know 15, 16 and, yeah. and do that all on the time the trot. and we, we, we hammer that message out all the time mm. and it's one of the main kind of sticking points that, yeah, for that sure. separates it know, separates, it. separates yeah, it definitely and, and I think you know everyone knows consistency hard work yeah. passion but very few people know what that actually looks what actually like looks like what feels it, like what it looks like and feels like and often what it feels like is you know exhausted yeah um this isn't going anywhere uncertainty sure. it makes you feel um you know you sometimes lose confidence because sure. you're like i got 500k views last week why have i only got 50k views this right? week I, I, but totally. it's the bigger picture of the whole thing is every week churning out content i agree um, um Let's talk about social media. Do you do all your own socials yourself? Do you have help? Yeah, no, I do it all myself. Do you I edit all my videos? I post all my videos. I, um, you know, I tailor videos to specific platforms all, all myself. Do you plan content ahead of time and where it's going to go out? Are you pretty much off the cuff? Um, so with the live streams, the way that we do it, um, for the, for people that have seen the walkarounds kind of thing, we're often there the day before or the morning of, uh, scouting a route. Yeah. Because uh, it's like uh, it's very much about you know the music, but it's also about the visual aspect of how is this going to appear on camera? Yeah. Uh, for example, we're not going to go in a dark tunnel. Because it's going to be dark. Yeah. <laughs> sure. um, so yeah, we all, we plan the route. So to an extent, that it is planned in the sense that we know where we're going. No, we know don't. the rough route, but you know everything is off the cuff in terms of interactions, what I'm mixing, mm-hmm. um, all of that kind of stuff. I, I'd like to keep that organic. Yeah. You know, people have said like it would be really cool if you started like putting actors in to kind of like get involved. 
No. Nah. I like the off the cuff stuff. I've always Absolutely. been a fan of like stand up comedy. And 100%. that's what I try and incorporate, you know, when it's back and forth with random Karens or random Kierans in the street. Um, and I try and keep it off the cuff. What do you what do you use to edit your videos? Do you and do you and do you think about the different platforms and you know aspect ratio sizes oh, and all that kind of oh, thing? Oh yeah, I'm yeah. obsessed with that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm constantly researching. What, what do you use to edit your videos? So I use Final Cut. Yeah. Um, sometimes like if it's more cinematic stuff, I use uh, Premiere Pro yeah. just because of the the, the timeline. It's, it's a bit more like a it's a bit more like a music production software yeah. in the sense that you've got the different faders and the mixers and you can line your audio tracks. And have you um, taught yourself this whilst you're doing it, or did you know how to do this before? Uh, funny enough. Enough. Yeah. I actually wanted to be a major league gamer when I was about 13. Right. Yeah, nice. I was making YouTube videos. So I, I, I was kind of editing then, mm. editing myself, you know, get headshots on Call of Duty and get triple kills and all of sure. that stuff. So that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And funnily enough, um, I, I was starting this at the exact same time that my mate Frazier uh, was also doing this. Um, I stopped doing it because yeah. I was like, you know, it's, it's not going anywhere. I've, <laughs> I've been doing it for two weeks and I've, you know, yeah. which again is the consistency thing, which yeah, a yeah. lot of people at that age lack. Um, that kind of drive so funny story Frasier yeah. actually went on to be recruited by FaZe Clan wow. and, and you know lives in Beverly Hills wow <laughs> whereas I just stopped my YouTube channel so if anyone's watching this don't give up <laughs> that's such a good message though um, such a good message you know? yeah and, um, but, and, but, and also like there's this, this thing of you know right I want to be a DJ but you know I just, I just want to play music I want to turn up to a club and play music and yeah. it's like all of these things people don't really understand that a lot of DJs have all these other skills that you might have learned years ago or you might teach yourself, but all of these little things can add up to a bigger picture. Definitely, it's, of, it's, it's the bigger picture. And, yeah. You know, I think I, I, I really, really encourage like anyone watching this and any of my friends, I say, mate, you need to exercise. You need yes. to go and like purge your body and, and pump blood around yourself. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, but if I'm exercising, I'm not spending time at work. Yeah. It's like, it's the bigger picture is, of the yeah. whole thing. It's yeah. like, the, what we were talking about the consistency with mm. posts, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, yes, exercising isn't going to put money in your bank account, but yeah. when you're fit and healthy, you feel, you're functioning. Your ideas are popping. Your ideas are popping. Learning new skills, Photoshop, video editing. Exactly. You know, they're all things that you'll either you know, save money on or just, just, again, having something that you can have that you can create. Exactly. You're building your skill set as a professional individual and like, um, even to this day, you know, I edit my own videos. I'm researching stuff myself because I want to better myself and I think what a lot of people go wrong is they try and outsource yeah. way too early. Yeah. And, you know, sure. they, 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 they try and par, like, par off their videos and jobs just because they don't want to do it. Yeah. I don't want to get which, out of Which isn't a bad idea to, no. to give somebody a professional opinion but if you can do something yourself for sure it's not only about the end result it's about um, giving yourself kind of a broader view of in a, a creative outlet of thinking right I'm going to make a video yeah. you then have like the editing skills to think about how that's going to look at yeah. the end of it right with yeah, all exactly. skills yeah and, um, and um, yeah with the, with the outsourcing thing you know like yeah. I don't particularly want to get up at 5am to edit video to sure. post it at 11am sure. it's just the shit you've got to shovel sure. excuse the phrase yeah, but yeah. that's how it is to get to where you want to be like a lot of people were like oh like, I've got to send it to my editor and I'm like well it, in my opinion you don't need an editor unless your video is making 50k sure. because like the, the opportunity cost of paying an editor 500 pounds just eats into your just eats into your yeah, yeah. and whereas you could just be doing it because what else are you going to do like scroll on your phone while he's editing your video for you right. like and yeah they might do a better job at editing it yeah. but you're never going to improve your skill set unless totally. you shovel the shit totally so you recently you've been signed you've got representation management all that kind of thing what how does that affect like your content creation does are other people now involved in your output or is it does it not work like that no it doesn't yeah. work like that um, I, I i know people um like tiktok's influencers and stuff like that yeah. where they signed to a management and everything needs to be approved sure. by the agencies yeah. to say yeah this can go out or no this can't go out with in my dynamic i'm very fortunate where um the, the management and my my two agents i've got um one for asia america uh, Asia and the Americas and a separate one for Europe they are very much dealing with clubs and festival bookings sure. and my manager deals with uh, corporate bookings so content creation and activations for brands Yeah, um, but they stay out of it which is which is amazing it's a perfect dynamic yeah. because they let me do my thing they know that I know how to do that stuff and they handle essentially you know signing a contract proofreading stuff yeah. and, and they give me that credibility sure where I was, you know I can say sure my manager will deal with this um, mm -hmm. and I think it's really important especially as a DJ or, or anyone who's kind of um, 
doing deals, right? Yeah. It's important to have a middleman. Absolutely. That can do the deal for you and yeah. say, sorry, Suat's not going to do it for this, yeah, yeah, yeah. For this amount. No, no, yeah. Or that this doesn't, isn't the right look for Suat and it doesn't look bad doesn't on look me. It doesn't look bad on you. Yeah, yeah because it's, it's easy to say yes to everybody and then... For sure, you know, yeah. And you want to be a yes yeah, man. And it is important to... Yeah. Um, to what what people have to understand watching this is before you, you know, before your first a thousand pound gig, yeah. you have a hundred zero pound gigs. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And and a lot of people, you know, partially because of social media, they look at stuff and they go, "He's getting flown around on a private jet, yeah. playing to fifty thousand people every weekend. Yeah. Um, I need that now. Yeah. And so I'm not going to play for anything less than sure. five hundred pounds. Sure. But you have to prove your worth, and absolutely. you have to prove how how can you show that you're worth five hundred pounds? Right. Where's your where's your history of payments yeah. um, and, and, and so because of social media I feel like a lot of people are, are, are missing the point of things yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, they just want a fast track and when you I remember when I got signed to an agency there's a moment where you go right this is amazing I've, you know, I've worked so hard for this kind of thing and it's like I remember it was like a week where I was like right I've kind of done the hard work now yeah, <laughs> somebody yeah. else is going to do it. it whereas in flip side it's like twice you've got this pressure Definitely. on you to kind of keep creating right Definitely. and I feel like that's a, a thing what people don't realise is it's like right you got signed that's it and it is it's kind of the start right oh it's the start of the yeah. the, 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 work, the work starts now you right. know that phrase right like uh, yeah it's, it's great to have management it's great to have agents and stuff and people but you have to remember now people depend on you it's almost like you're a father in a way because exactly. uh, you know commission and, and all of that stuff and, and they want you to do well and you know everyone's got your best interest in heart but ultimately like you've you. got to pump out the content and create the, and turn up to the gigs and yeah. all of that stuff but, you know the agents sit there contracts and all of that stuff but the person who travels and the person who does the gigs and the person who needs to look after themselves is ultimately you know the DJ or the creator right let's talk about the rig <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so we, uh, I reached out and asked for some questions and obviously everyone's like, how does, how does it work? How does it work? So talk about the rig. You've got an RX3. Yes. How is it all attached? What's on it? What is, talk us through the whole rig. Sure. Yeah. So, um, so this is maybe the, the sixth iteration of sixth the rig. Version. Yeah, version volume 6. six. Yeah, volume 6. 6.0. Volume 6. Hit a pad or something. Um, so yeah, uh, like I mentioned, it was initially made of like my desktop yeah. and um, I was in a lot of pain. Sure. Which is one of the other questions. Is he in pain? I was, I was. Right, okay. I'm, you can cue a video now because right. there'll be a bit <laughs> we'll of, have videos. of, of, of Stephen Masu at uh, 4.0 and I'm in the forest. I've done two hours, right? Oh. And I remember, well, I don't remember. This is the point. I finished the stream, right? And I was like... Uh, like, where did we go for the last 20 minutes? Really? Yeah, and I fully, like, don't remember it. Yeah. And I think, you know, in hindsight, I've worked out, it's because it was all resting on my spinal cord, oh, yeah. all of this weight, not balanced. Yeah. And, uh, and so I was blacking out, basically. Oh. And um, my DT teacher actually got in contact, and he was nice. like, I've seen this video, this is amazing, we can refine this and make it better for you. That is so cool. Yeah, I know. So, yes. shout out Dan in DT. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so I went there and, you know, he's got a workshop and we started to formulate ideas on how we can make this rig really efficient. So now the rig is made of aluminium frame, super lightweight. Is it? I've got 16 speakers on it. Uh, shout out mini rig. <laughs> um, and it's perfectly balanced. Uh, the rig is essentially made up of my DJ controller, the RX3. I have uh, speakers which are separated into like tops, like high, high frequency speakers and subs right. based speakers. And they're scattered like all around my waist essentially. And they help to counter the weight Count, of the deck. Counter decks. the RX3, because yeah. the RX3 heavy. Yeah, it's about, um, I think it's about yeah. eight or yeah. nine kilos. We've got, or one, we've like got that. one in the studio, it's pretty heavy. Yeah, and um, so, 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 yeah, so initially it was a counterweight <clears throat> that, that literally just like iron bars. Yeah, yeah. But now it's speakers that make up that counterweight. Um, and then I've got a camera arm, which essentially holds the two live streaming camera phones. Um, and, you know, it's at a point now. But why do you need two f camera phones? Oh, okay. So um, for those of you who, who are versed with social media, you'll yeah. know that there's some platforms which are mobile only, yeah. um, such as TikTok. Um, Instagram is moving that way. Um, and there's some platforms which are aimed at widescreen, like uh, YouTube, YouTube or Twitch. Yeah. Um, so the reason I have two camera phones is so I don't have to do any zooming. I can have one phone filming sideways, one phone filming upright, and you watch after this video, everyone's going to be doing that. <laughs> uh, Secret sauce. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you have to buy two iPhone 13 Pros. To, <laughs> there to, you to, go. To get you have to level. buy a burner phone. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and that allows me to make content purposeful for each platform. So I've got, you know, I can 
take off this phone and that's my TikTok content. Sure. Take off this phone, that's my uh, YouTube content. Um, so yeah, and, and, and now it's at a point where we've refined it so much, there's no unnecessary weight. Yeah. Um, it's perfectly balanced and it sits on my, on my midline. Yeah. So um, I can sprint with it, right? Really? I can run faster than a normal policeman with, <laughs> with the decks on. Because once I get going, yeah. right, this is 120 kilos coming at you. Um, and so I'm sure you can like cue a clip of me escaping a policeman. We should, we should have brought it and had a race down yeah. in Leeds <laughs> City Centre. <laughs> next time, next time. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, and like with anything, any project, you refine it and you work out okay what's working what's unnecessary yeah, yeah, yeah. and now it's yeah it's at a point where I'm, I'm really fortunate and I'm, I'm the quickest DJ on the planet <laughs> <laughs> you've got um, an Apple Watch how many calories do you burn on a, like an hour live stream um, about 1500 amazing yeah because uh, it's uh Although it is walking, it's a combination of walking and running, but I've got half my body weight extra on me. Yeah. Um, so I'm about, yeah, about 90 kilos, 85 kilos on a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 85 kilos if I've been on a diet. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's about half my body weight. Have you ever damaged any equipment? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've been in kayaks. Yeah. You've been on the river a lot. Yeah. I've, so I've, what's, I've broken. what's broken? What's... Um, well, it's often water damage. Yeah, sure. Um, obviously. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so um, I've, you know, I've broken uh, about four decks. Really? Um, yeah. So the first time was when we were in Newcastle. Um, it, we were doing um, my UK tour. Yeah. And on a Thursday night, we did I Step With Sue app, which is just basically Instagram Step With Sue app. Yeah. And it was pouring with rain, right? Oh, and right. I was like, bloody hell, no one's going to turn up. Why am I even here in a cat shirt? <laughs> and why do I need a headband if it's raining? And all of these different things. Um, and, you know, I was, I'm so fortunate with my fan base such that it's pouring down with rain. Yeah. Mid-pandemic. Nice. So much uncertainty. And I still get 50 people following me. In the, and it was just the best thing. Sure. You know? And uh, we were going down a hill and I fully stacked. And I thought I broke my, broke my knee because I, you know, I fell, my knee went under me and all of this weight is in the rain, you know, yeah. on tarmac. Really hurt myself. Uh, I carried on. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, there's a live stream to do. Um, and uh, yeah, and then I finished and I just noticed all of the, like, the decks flickering and all of this stuff. And that was the first time we broke the decks. Yeah. Um, just water damage, you know. And since then, I've, I've broken it on the kayak. I've broken it on um, another rain stream in the Peak District. Oh, really? And it's funny because like, it always holds out until after the stream. Oh, right. And then you switch it back on, you're like, oh, it's ruined. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I've learned to do is like, if you think there's water damage, switch it off and don't turn it on until like you've put it in a hot place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah, water can, can do something to the, to the electrics. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. Where, where, where's like the top two or three fun places you've, you've, you've done? Is there any way you're like, I can't believe I've just done that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> there are a couple. So I would say... Uh, the, I can't rank them, but the, yeah. de the definite top, top one is Madame Two Swords. Right. So this was part of my Sneaking with Suat series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing a lot of stepping around the street and stuff like that, but I wanted to switch it up. Yeah. And I thought, okay, where are the places that I haven't DJed? Okay, these are places, privately owned places, where, um, you know, you need a ticket or you need entry, you need sure. security to go in. Sure. So um, I got this uh, this unit from Denon called a Prime Go, which yep. is essentially, you know, yep. this big, I'm sure you guys have done battery, it. Battery powered, battery small, powered. smaller unit, street, you can stream on it and things like that. You can, yeah. stream, you can, you can tether, you, you know, so yep. much stuff, so much capability. Yeah. And so I came up with this idea called Sneaking Masu app. And it's essentially, you know, put the Denon in the backpack with all of the necessary rigging to attach it to me. Yeah. Go past security into museums. Um, and, you know, if they ask you, what's this? Oh, it's my DJ equipment. I'm a, I'm a DJ I'm at the music school down the road. Obviously, you know, there's not a music school down the road. Sure. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> um, and I go past security, right? And then I find a nice quiet spot, put my decks on, attach it to me, put the backpack on and do a live stream in a museum. Um, a famous department store. Yeah. Um, so I've successfully done the V&A Museum, the Tate Modern, <laughs> Harrods, Selfridges, uh, kicked out of the Natural History Museum. Nice. And the last one was Madame Two Swords. Yeah. Uh, I always try and provide value in my live streams, yeah, whether yeah. that's facts and figures or making someone laugh or making someone cry. Uh, if you can emit value through your video, you get a like and a comment. 100%. Um, so we're in Madame Two Swords and the security pulls me like pretty much instantly. Yeah. Um, show the video. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, the security pulls me pretty instantly and they say, you know, you're not allowed to be in here. Can you leave? And I'm like, oh, but I'm just getting started. You know, there's a live streaming camera phone over there kind of wave and, you know, they're not having any of it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, last time to pull it out of the bag. And so they're escorting me um, through Madame Two Swords. Everyone's watching. Um, 
Did you guys know Marie Tussaud founded Madame Tussauds in 1886? And it was later burnt down three years later um, to be rebuilt into what's now known as Madame Tussauds. Right. And the guy's like, how, how do you know this, this no. fact? And I'm like, <laughs> I revised it yeah. before I came in here so I could provide value to my audience, which yeah. are looking over there. Yeah. And he goes, wow, that's, that's pretty amazing. So he takes me into a room, which yeah. is literally a green room. So he took me into the green <laughs> into room. The green room. <laughs> and there's a, there's a point in the stream where I'm like, here I am in the green room, waiting wait, wait for my DJ set. It's literally a bright green room. It couldn't have been more perfect. Plus. He goes on the phone, calls the guy who runs Madame Tussauds UK. And he's like, there's a guy who's snuck in somehow. You know, yeah. watch the security as well, because how have I done that, yeah, firstly? Yeah, yeah. That's a bit worrying. Yeah. There's a guy here, um, you know, who's, who's snuck in. He's got his DJ decks and he's reeling off facts about Madame Tussauds. And the guy, you know, the guy who looks after Madame Two Swords, a huge establishment goes, yeah. let him carry on. Nice. So I, you know, and they let me carry on. So I did every, you know, I was with the Queen, I was with all the Beatles, like, all of the different fig uh, figures in Madame Two Swords. And that was a real, a real stick out moment. And it yeah. just kind of shows like, if, 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 if you keep your integrity in yeah. terms of what you came to capture, yeah. sometimes it can go your way. Yeah, and, sure. and, and at the end of the stream, you know, I say, sometimes, um, what do I say? I, I say, sometimes it doesn't go the way you planned, but this time it really fucking did <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like partying out as I managed swords and that was a real moment That's where it was so like cool. just, I just, can't believe I've done that ridiculously perfect just ridiculously perfect yeah. and like I say to people on calls like I snuck into Madame Two Swords on a live stream and they're like yeah yeah whatever <laughs> and um, it's only once you watch the video that yeah. you realise what it takes to do it yeah, sure. and um, yeah that really blew me is, away is there anywhere on your bucket list where you're like I need to go there Natural, <laughs> Natural History Museum. I want to yeah. do. I want to get in contact with uh, the Natural History Museum and do like a silent disco in there. Um, so like a, a, a mobile kind of Pied Piper silent disco. Yeah. And I, ha I do have like uh, I have a company that very fortunately uh, sponsored me. So they have fifty thousand silent disco headphones. Right. So like I'd like to do kind of like the biggest yeah. ever rave. In, yeah. Or you know people don't like the word rave, which I'm sure we'll go don't, into. Don't, but it's just the word. It's the word it? for yeah. it. It's a mobile yeah. rave. Um, but, but I'd like to do a big silent disco rave in there, in there you know, and, and again, keep it well, topical. Well, Joe Wicks has done a workout in there. I've seen, I've, I did one the other day. Oh, really? <laughs> so, yeah, they, yeah. they're so any, Anything's possible, I think, yeah. if you've got enough kind of clout and followers yeah. um, to convince them. But, yeah. yeah, and I would keep it topical, you know. Yeah, sure. Could even have a representative from the museum there yeah, sure. saying... Um, all the facts. and All the facts yeah. and figures, because people want value from yeah. stuff. Sure. Now it's at a point where Sua, I've set the bar, right, yeah, as yeah. Sua. You know if you tune into a Suat live stream, there's going to be good music. Be there's, 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 there's going to be engagement with crowd. There's going to be um, on the move in a, in, a, in a historical or factual or recognisable place. But what yeah. else now? Yeah. How do you increase it? So sure. tour guides. Sure. So you've built this fan base up and you, you've snuck into pretty much everywhere. How does this work economically as a DJ? How do, are you getting booked for bigger gigs and festivals and things like that? How is it work? How is, how is it making money now? How, how, how are you becoming? Sure. Do you know what I mean? Sure, sure. Um, so yeah, again, I'm really, really fortunate. I've got representation sure. that I've got, um, with UTA um, who look after me for Asia, North, South America and Radius Artists who look after me for Europe. So they deal with um, all of my bookings and inquiries for festivals and club performances. So, uh, you know, I get a real lot of bookings come in through my Instagram, through my Facebook. Sure. And we always kind of redirect it to them. So yeah. as of now um, and, and, and summer, you know, I'm, I'm a touring artist now. Sure. Um, and what's great is people have seen the gimmick sure. where I'm walking in the street and they want to book me for my sound. Uh, something that I've always tried to do is keep the integrity with my music and play underground music that I just love. Yeah. I don't care if you don't like yeah. it. Let's, let's, let's talk about that. What, yeah, what, is the, what is the sound? What do you play? What's the genre? Because like you say, initially gets overlooked, but then, but now it is becoming the thing for sure. for you, that you're known for, the, for the, sure. the sound. And, and, and what's great about the videos is I'm in a recognisable place, right? So I capture 60-year-old or a five-year-old yes. because they go, that's Buckingham Palace, click. yeah. yeah. But then their ears are opened yeah. to what I'm actually playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I have, I've recruited drum and bass fans and I've recruited dubstep fans sure. um, to like the, the, the genre that I play. So it's difficult because a lot of people have different views about the genre that I play. Yeah, and genre's a very subjective thing. It's very minute. subjective. Yeah. And they're like, bro, that's deep that's tech, like, not tech deep. Yeah. And, like, and it's like, come on. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Do, it does Essentially, not matter. Essentially, I, I, I play... Um, house music. I play yeah. dance music right. um, as a broad spectrum. I play house music as a broad spectrum mm. and it's very garage influenced. Sure. Um, 
Sometimes I will actually play full garage, um, but I would say it's underground house music. Yeah. I, I'm, I, there's nothing I don't like necessarily, yeah. and there's things that I certainly hate. Sure. It's not, you know, people message me, and, and just for any producers watching this, um, people will, I have an open promo inbox um, called sexy sounds for suat at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm fortunate where I get sent some of the, in my opinion, the best music in the world yeah. from all over the world because I've made it public. It's not like, hey, what's your email? Um, and you don't get a response. I put it out there every week so Amazing. people can send me stuff. Amazing. Um, uh, where was I going? Uh, underground. Uh, it's un- yeah. So it's, it's just a very broadly underground underground house music. Um, what was the question? It was about revenue, but I'm, I'm trying to think of the thing before that. No, no. It's just basically like what you, what your sound is and, and kind of what you're playing. Where you get the next question was going to be, you know, where do you get music from? Sure. So you get it sent a lot. Do you do you go and do you look for music as well? Or, or, yeah. So, or yeah. So I, I, I yeah, like I mentioned, I've got a really fortunate promo inbox yeah. where it's constantly filled with. Uh, at first, it wasn't wasn't all. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Let's rewind. Go. So um, producers will send me uh, to my promo inbox like, Hey, Suat, got this techno track that you might be interested in. Yeah. Like. I would advise people to stop trying to categorize what their music is. Oh, that's a great Because great advice. if I read that and I know I don't like techno, I do like techno, right. but just as an example, yeah. right? My ears are already closed, metaphorically. I, I, I'm a bit like you with that, yeah, because I, I would say that I don't like techno, but then in the office the other day, I was like, what is this song? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, oh, Danny was like, yeah, it's a techno tune. Yeah, I would advise yeah, yeah, all yeah. aspiring producers sending, totally. sending music to people. Oh, oh, oh we, get, we get students going, what is, uh, uh, I like this song, what would you say it is? And it's yeah. like, whatever you want it to be, mm, kind of thing. You know, if you want to play it in a techno set or a garage set, you play it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's about, and that's the, it's about being creative and expressive in DJing. So, yeah. you know, people say that my music is deep tech minimal or minimal house or yeah. deep tech or whatever it is. But like, I would describe, I would categorize my music, not by its uh, sound, by its characteristics, right? It's deep, it's groovy, yeah. it's generally underground because it lacks vocals that's yeah. the thing whereas um you listen to a lot of radio music it's all got vocals right yeah um but other than that i really couldn't care how you categorize my music if you like it great and that's yeah. all i care about um and just to go back to the, the revenue point yeah so I'm, I'm touring so i get money from from um clubs and festivals which yeah. is great i am fortunate because i'm one of uh, very few djs to work with big brands because sure. you know i i've got this thing that's a one in the world um, so, you know, I've worked with brands such as uh, McDonald's, um, obviously Pioneer, uh, KFC, which is, you know, a full circle thing. Amazing. That's my, my, my Amazing. first live stream. Uh, Lad Bible, Amazon, you know, huge brands sure. that I'm kind of proud to say that uh, I'm, I'm one of the few DJs that has worked with these companies. Absolutely. Um, so I get money from activations like that. Yep. And I, the third way, which is actually kind of the biggest chunk of the pie, is in stream ads. Right. Um, adverts on my videos, essentially. If people watch a certain amount of my video and they're played in advert. Um, yeah, I get, and that's I guess that's one thing what people wouldn't think of. They would think, right, I'm going to get my name out there as a DJ by doing this. Like, doesn't have to be a, a suat thing, but something new and fresh. They might not think of like, yeah, the the, the mechanics of it. Like, yeah, the in stream ads are a great one. Yeah, people don't even re- realize you get paid directly on Twitch and things like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So there is so many, and there's all there's facets. all these different um, subscription platforms like Patreon. Um, exactly. And, right. and I have a Patreon which people can subscribe to and get kind of learning resources from me and. Um, just to go on that learning resources I'm not the best DJ in the world I'm not the best producer in the world I'll give you my two cents on how I do it Mm -hmm. and you can subscribe to me if you want to Um, there's probably going to be someone more skilled but if you want to learn how I do it me specifically then you can subscribe Mm. Um, and and there's no right way of doing pretty much anything so it's it's what you relate with yeah exactly and and I try and come from the angle that's like I'm learning still you never stop learning but this is what I've learned so far um, yeah, tell us about some of your recent gigs that you've got. I saw you posted you was at a festival a few weeks ago. Tell us about some of the, yeah. the big gigs you've um, done. I've, I've, yeah, I've done some, I've done some, you know, mad gigs on on crazy stages that, and then I like acts that take over from me are like garage legends yeah. or people that have been in the circuit for 25 years you know what I mean um, so I've done Southern Sunset Festival which is probably what you saw yeah. you saw quite recently you know huge stage like yeah. 5,000 5, people and there's me just playing like my deep rollers or whatever you call it or nan thumpers as I sometimes call it <laughs> <laughs> don't, know, don't know why um, you know I played at Joshua Brooks which was a really memorable um, cool. memorable occasion I, cool. I, I love that place and I always get a great response from Manchester um, and and yeah yeah, and I've, I've got bookings for some really cool uh, bespoke video content pieces. Uh, I've got something with Amazon coming up, hopefully by the time this is out. Really? Um, Amazing. Yeah, Amazon Music. And um, actually, that's probably not allowed to be said just yet. That's <laughs> I've fine. got something. Let us know. I've got, <laughs> I'll let you know. Um, 
and 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 you know what like i mentioned earlier what i really love is making videos right i love going from a zoom call yeah. to an executed video content piece so another standout one was when i did a lad bible kfc collab and it was the world's first uh kfc gravy boat party jesus (laughs) what that sentence (laughs) i know it's insane it's a mouthful (laughs) when i was doing the intro to it we did about 15 takes so i was like the world's first kfc (laughs) gravy boat boat party (laughs) and it just keeps going um but essentially you know um it was a kfc activation they wanted to push out gravy um which i'm a fan i'm not uh, i'm a fan of i'm a fan of it oh yeah Uh, (laughs) um, and there's these kfc gravy boats with people in them kind of spinning behind me while i'm doing my thing on the kayak getting people in canary wharf to essentially rave to a boat party and inviting people on the boats um but yeah it's it's nice because i don't just do stationary club gigs Mm -hmm. i do a variety of different performances sometimes it's bespoke sometimes it's at a club and festival um yeah what is some i mean we've talked about this whole thing's been a a lot of advice but what's what would be like the main piece of advice you give to like beginner djs wanting to get into it you come from a totally different perspective so i think it's a great way to for you to sort of approach this sure um i would say for any beginner dj look at what everyone else is doing look at what's not working well Mm -hmm. uh and getting you know the views where you don't want to be and look what's really soaring yeah and take that idea and one-up it and do it better and okay so you know James Hype uh, incredibly popping artist right now yeah. what's he doing well might be the camera angle it might be the you know the all of that stuff but take it and make it your make it unique yeah. like you need to be different from the curve now as you watch this video there is more DJs than there ever has been there's more sushi chefs than there ever has been there's <laughs> yeah. more TV specialists yep. than there ever has been, yep. right? So how are you going to stray away from the norm? How are yep. you going to um, separate yourself from the noise and the oversaturation? Yeah. And I think don't start until you have that. Yeah. Because if I'd have known that at the very, very start, like if five years ago I came up with my rig, right, I would be in a completely different place to where I am now. Mm. And it's like that saying, like, um, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Fail to fail. So if, if you're kind of just like, yeah, I want to be a DJ, I'm just going to mix, I'm going to live stream in my room without any proper planning or rhyme or reason as to yeah, why yeah, you're yeah. doing it, I can guarantee you, unless you are the next disclosure, you're not going to go anywhere. Exactly, right. Um, whereas if you can, from almost like with an engineering mindset, right, have a look at what works. Take those principles, put it, make it your own. Yeah, make it, make it unique. Like, okay, a, a, a touchscreen, right? All Apple touchscreens are made by Samsung because they do it best. So take the ideas that are working really, really well and just make it your own and make it unique. Like everything apart from some things like uh, Suat's rig have been done before, right? So you're not going to be copying someone by making it your own. Absolutely. And I think that's what a lot of people... It's it's just inspiration. It's inspiration. It's just inspiration. People are like, bro, like, I don't use sample packs. Like, this is what well, you're, you're an idiot. The, the main one I get a lot is like, I'm, I'm no way I'm going on TikTok. No way am I yeah, going on TikTok. That's for kids. And it's like, that's just kids dancing. Yeah. And it's like, are you joking? Like, yeah. TikTok rewards sound. And as a DJ, you can put your own sound on yeah. it and it's like literally it's, it's almost built for us yeah. and it's yeah. like you won't go on it because you've seen a kid dance on it and exactly it's like- what people have to understand right is TikTok has revolutionized revolutionized mm-hmm. this stage of the internet like absolutely um, people see TikTok as you know oh it's a load of kids dancing TikTok is the biggest platform is, right now it is not, like it's, officially, uh, officially the most searched or downloaded platform and, in the world yeah and, and they are um, they're, they're implementing stuff like you know Amazon Fresh yes TikTok's doing that right like they're taking over shopping right? shopping all of that and it's going to get to a point and it's almost there yeah. where the age of the influencer stops yeah because it's so difficult to become one right because everyone's done everything I don't know if you sometimes log into TikTok, right? There's those guys who use the uh, vocoder, the the, the talk box, right? How many talk box guys do you see? And there's only very few that are getting, you know, thousands of concurrent viewers because they've been doing it probably the longest Longest. and and have the best formula. And they do it the most, (laughs) usually. But but what's probably the case is if you're the type of person that sits there going, I don't really want to talk to the camera and like make YouTube videos or make TikToks, the boat is going to sail. Yeah, and and it's and, and I say this as well, and it's, it's it's fine, but it's like you can't be like, right, I want to be a DJ, and I want to be in clubs, the best clubs, 
but I don't want to be on TikTok. But it's fine if you don't like if, if you want to be like a, a a bar DJ or resident DJ, that's fine. You can make mixes and go and hand mixes out and you don't have to do any social media and that's absolutely fine. Yeah. And you can make a great living off that. Yeah. If you want to be all singing, all dancing next David Guetta, next Josh Shummett, yeah. you're gonna you have to do that, I'm afraid. It's yeah. that is part of the package. Yeah. So it's like you have to pick one one or the other kind of thing. D- definitely be all in or not. De- definitely <laughs> like and uh, and people are like, well yeah, but like I, with my Patreons, right? People yeah. who subscribe to my platform, I sometimes do like one-on-ones. Right. And we'll kind of like look at their situation, right? How can we really optimize this? What's your YouTube, mate? Oh, my YouTube's this. What's your Facebook, mate? Oh, my Facebook this. What's your TikTok, mate? Oh, no, I don't use that. Yeah. What's your Instagram? Oh, no, I don't use that. Yeah. And it's like, well, why don't you use that? You, could, I really want to know because you post your content to these other platforms. If you post into one, yes. You might as well. Right? So the way that I look at it is like the more fingers in pies yeah. that you have. Or, 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 you know, it's it's fine becoming a specialist in one. It, it, you know, you don't want to get kind of, if, you, if you're not comfortable posting on Facebook, then just focus on Instagram, but do it so well. Yeah, do it To so a point well. where you're good at that, then you can focus definitely, on it. You know? Definitely. But like the, the way I see it is like spread your bets, right? Yeah, Just because you've got one, fo- just, uh, just because someone follows you on Facebook doesn't mean that that same person follows you on Instagram. Yeah. So like spread your bets and post post everywhere all the time like mm-hmm. people don't realize how many posts it takes oh to start gosh. getting traction Absolutely. Just, just for the algorithm to look at you and go this guy's posting consistently let's give him some more reach absolutely. just to get to that point is yeah. weeks in the making absolutely. of posting you know multiple times a week absolutely at a minimum i i, I make probably between six and ten videos a week yeah do you know what i mean exactly and that's that's the level and 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 obviously you guys have got growth from that absolutely and and, but but you know how long have you guys been doing your thing exactly yeah years five five to ten well i mean dj's 15 years but but yeah exactly And, and and people will indirectly um they'll indirectly insult you by saying, bruv, you've blown up over lockdown. Over lockdown. It's, it's five like, years in the making, yeah, bruv. And this wasn't an accident. This, this is targeted yeah. um, with rhyme and reason. Yeah. I know what I'm doing yeah. because the past four years I've been messing this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there isn't points where you go, oh, I'm so, I'm so kind of fortunate to be, I'm quite lucky, but you're like, but then you have to back yourself and go, actually, no, I'm not lucky. I've done all of this yeah. in the past and it's just all, all of the things I've learned I've, I've collectively. Exactly. The, the, and, and only people who really truly understand the graft yeah. and understand what it takes will be the ones giving you proper compliments. You totally. know, I love yeah. that time you did this, but everyone else will go, oh, I can't believe you've blown up. You're so lucky. You're so fortunate. No, it's not luck. luck, It's work and consistency and not being blinkered, not just going, I'm doing this because this guy's doing it. (laughs) You you post and you monitor and you post and you monitor. What's next for the Super Brand? What's going on in the next year, five years? What's 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 the plan? Yeah, so I've just uh, I've just blagged myself a sixteen week Ibiza residency. Hey, hey, Hey. let's go. Dreams come true, kids. Let's go. (laughs) Um, So uh, yeah, so I've I've uh, I've got that coming up. Um, I've got some really big activations. I'm excited to be working with um, some some huge brands. You know, when, when I signed to UTA, yes. um, that was about six months in the making. And they said, you know, come back when your profile is bigger. Mm-hmm. Then we went back and they said, okay, we're, we're entertaining this now. Um, what brands do you want to work with? So I sat on the question for a bit, didn't come back to them. And I went, okay, biggest brands ever. <laughs> 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 yeah. Amazon, Nike, yeah. McDonald's, KFC, yeah. YouTube, um, you know. Yeah. And the reason that I, I um, wrote, literally did, did such a blunt search was because with my concept, I feel that I can yeah, advertise yeah. anything. Yeah. Because it's so unique. It is. And once I'm talking about it, what's different to an influencer going, swipe up for the booty, uh, right. you swipe up to lose weight in 14 days. Totally right. And it's like, it's not working. Uh, on, the least, on the least her. Um, and... Oh, where, 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 where was it going? <laughs> Nike, Adidas. Oh, speaking um, to you, dear. Yeah, so I've got some big activations with brands that you know are on that list, yeah. and uh, I'm I'm super fortunate to be there. Um, I have an extreme series coming. Where um, how where, can it get more extreme <laughs> than getting kicked out of Madame Tussauds nearly? Well, yeah. yeah. So 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 here's the thing. So yeah. basically, it, take an extreme sport yeah. and add DJing to the end of it. Wow. And that's where I'm going with it. Let's go. Um, so uh, I've been in very fortunate conversations with you know the biggest esports guys on the planet, as the biggest extreme sports guys on the planet. Yeah. You can probably kind of guess who they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know they fully back the project. Mm. And essentially, what we want to do is a road to becoming an extreme DJ. Right. So 
I'm not an extreme athlete. Right? <laughs> I've never paraglided. I can't even ski. Yeah. But I will be with my decks on. Oh, wow. And, 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 and the list goes on. So, you know, white water rafting, abseiling. My, my brain is just screaming water damage. <laughs> yeah, water damage. Oh, but it'll be worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Like, yeah. uh, I don't want people to watch the videos and go like, you know, there's, there, there's children in Africa starving and he's no. going and breaking decks. But no. it's, it's not like that at no, all. No, 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 no. That's never the intention. Sure. And the intention is only to provide good, good vibes and, and value and... and Essentially, if you watch my video and you feel happy yeah. or you feel like you've learned something, yeah. I've done my job. Amazing. Um, and then the last kind of like the long term, the, the, the five year goal would be I want a Netflix series. Yeah. Um, we spoke about the value thing. I think there's a lot of value in doing virtual tours of the ancient wonders of the world, the modern wonders of the world. Yes. You know, Taj Mahal, arms up everyone. Absolutely. Chichen Itza in the mountains, like... But not just DJing, no, no, telling no, it's, you it's about value, what these yeah. places are, yeah. capturing seeing, it, you know, yeah, I can see that in Netflix or BBC Three or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. 100%. And, and so what, what it takes is, um, you know, it's often just a, a bit of investment to go and capture a taster, or, yeah. or they, call it a, they call it a burner or a, t- or a taster or something, and then you can send it and say, hey, we just made this, what do you think? So if any investors are watching, let yes. me know. <laughs> Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> um, that's all. It sounds amazing. Man, like congratulations on everything. Um, we'll finish on a bit of fun. Clear your mind. We'll come to have some quick fire questions to finish the interview. Love it. Who are your three favorite producers? Oh, wow. Yeah. Really, really difficult. Ah, mind changes all the time. Yeah, it's constantly changing and yeah. evolving. Um, Politics of Dancing. Right. Shout out Politics of Dancing. Um, he's performing on my event, Suat's House at Village Underground. Lovely. Um, really, really excited by him. Um, there's a Italian called Phil Prince yeah um, and again these are all quite underground artists no, no, so yeah, I'm not expecting no, not we'll, expecting people to know them we'll, but... we'll put them on we'll put them up <laughs> <laughs> um, but shout out Phil Prince um, you know a, a lot of these guys are working like really really hard and it's you know they've been sending me beats for years yeah and uh, you can see the progression sure. and, and, and I feel like they feel that from me and we inspire each other because you know they're they're getting much better releases than they were two years ago and I'm and I'm also progressing and we bounce off of each other um, yeah politics of dancing Phil Prince uh, you know there's so there's so many artists I don't yeah. I don't want to pinpoint that's cool um, Tim Taylor Tim Taylor um, Manchester based um, uh, favourite city to DJ in Manchester you know what? Me too. Without a doubt. Me too, you know. Without me too. I, I, I learned in Manchester, so I think there's a bit of nostalgia there. Right. But, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same. I, I wanna I wanna play in Sub Club uh in I think it's Glasgow. Um we mm. are, oh, yeah. we are legendary. We, we are working on it are you? um with the guys. Uh, yeah. Um favourite festival, either played at or been to? Um, do you know what? This is gonna sound really, really weird. I haven't been to that many festivals. Really? Yeah. yeah. I've like I said, I've only really been part of the music industry for five years. Sure. Two of that was so. lockdown. Mm. Three years of that I was just knuckling down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've not really been to a, a load of festivals, That's to be cool. honest with you. That's cool. Um it, it, it's, it's hard to have a favourite. Yeah. I know that my favourite is Glastonbury and I've not been there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it looks great. Because <laughs> I, I, I really like live music, contrary to you know, what I play and what I, what I preach. Like, I love live music and experiencing like yeah. bands. Like, um, Two Door Cinema Club yeah, was yeah. a really, really influential band yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so is MGMT. Yeah. And I really want to go and see those guys, guys live at Glastonbury. What's like one or two, you know, two or three tracks that you play every set? Like, go-to anthems. Go to anthems in my sets. Yeah. Uh, Chris Malinchak all shook up, um, and you know that's like ten years old or something, yeah. and it st- still goes off. <coughs> um, there's, a, there's an Armando track called uh, uh, I can't remember what it's called now. Well, but tell me after I'll play it. <laughs> Let, I'll, I'll, I'll think of a I'll think of another one. A go to track that I play every set. Um, there's a Phil Prince track actually yeah. called uh, Hypnotize yep. and that just absolutely goes, goes off. off it's a Biggie Smalls edit of oh, Hypnotize right. amazing and it's like nah. oh no it's called Notorious right? right it's called Phil Prince Notorious and he goes nah nah Notorious like a massive snare roll and it just fucking shuts the club down uh, and if you start that I don't recommend playing that as your opening track because every other track is worse so oh, <laughs> your, yeah. second, your second gets worse yeah, it's, it's uh, a bit like going to see your favourite DJ he plays a song you know him for at the beginning yeah. and you just like a bit and 
there's uh, a there's a quartero, uh, quartero track called Triangulum on um, on East Enders, which is like filthy. And I, there's a clip of me playing that Joshua Brooks, which I posted on my Instagram. And all these boys are at the front, and it's it goes from you know before it drops when they're like arms in the air, and by the end they're all like doing this at <laughs> the camera because it's like dirty. <laughs> um, what's your three favorite Netflix shows? Ooh, yeah. um, now I, we're going to get to know you. I really enjoyed the Kanye West trilogy oh that's just God. come How out. How good! So good and How so good. so inspiring, you know. Yeah, and, and it goes to show that like if you believe in yourself and you manifest and you every day you think about yeah. what it is you want to do. Yeah, I mean, people all, all across the people know I'm the number one Kanye West oh, fan really? in the world. So I've been like I've been having arguments with people for years, and I get people who hate him now yeah. and love him now because of that documentary. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm so glad that's come out. No, I, yeah, I, I love him. I, I, n- and I don't necessarily like um, it's not the music that draw, draws me to yes. him it's the enigma sure. of, 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 of of how can someone be yeah. so dedicated yeah. and I think I, people and just know what they're worth from just day know one. from day one yeah. and and uh, and a, a good take home from that as well is his relationship with his mother absolutely who believes yeah. so fully yeah. in the fact that he is you know not God but the, the, the most talented artist on the scene yeah um, and just his self-belief you know waking up every day manifesting that like for people who are watching this like if you have a goal write it down and look at it every day and it will come yeah. but I, I'm not spiritual in the sense of uh, you know powers of the universe yeah. but I do believe in manifestation and every day believieving that you can do something I agree so that's uh, one two would be explained I love oh, yeah, the little, the little 20 minutes yeah. I'm a very engineer focused brain yeah. like, I need to know how stuff works so I love that kind of stuff and <laughs> This is gonna. Probably, go. This is gonna probably. Is get this me the some, one? Uh, uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> Listen, my my girlfriend would love you right now. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't know. It's it's something that I got watching uh, with my girlfriend. I love reality. And, uh, I love reality shows. Me, I'm the I am that guy who watches them all. But yeah. Um, final question: How many cat shirts do you own? Seven? seven, seven, seven cat shirts. But seven. my 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 wardrobe has extended past cat shirts now, so I have nice. about eighty loud shirts. And this, this. this is, is toned down, but it has got decks on it well, and a mic. Well, that's what I thought. This is what it is. Yeah, decks and a mic. Yeah, amazing. Um, yeah, cool. I, I went for a toned down one for the podcast, but I do try and keep it loud and uh, and bright with the shirts. Sue up, bro. This has been fun. Thank you. Amazing. It's been insightful. It's like so inspiring, almost as well. Like to to hear your journey and. It sounds like the next you know, couple of years are going to be even more insane. Congratulations on everything. Thank you, brother. You're going to come and do a mix for us now, which is come going on. to be, I'm ready for the dance. So, so I've got the afternoon off. I've, 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 I've got my own private suit at Rave. Should we get the beers in? <laughs> We've got a beer fridge upstairs. Perfect. So. Cheers for that, nice brother. One, brother. Thank Appreciate you. you. We'll, uh, Cheers, Lawrence. Peace out. We'll see you.